0: You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And uh, we were talking about the debate earlier, everybody talking. And and the issue of uh, this Wagner leader was a focus also of the debate last night. Got into some foreign policy because obviously there's so many implications. And joining us now is Michael Goodwin, the great Pulitzer Prize winning correspondent and columnist, of course, there and author, uh, our friend here from Cats and Cosby. We're so happy to have you here, Michael. You wrote a great column and it said Republican candidates have to step it up to take the nomination from Trump. Uh talk of give us your assessment of the first GOP debate and who you think is gonna make it to the second round, which is in September.
1: Uh, thank you, Rita. Now, look, I think that uh, in some ways each of the candidates uh, did well, and if you score it according to the idea that they're they're vying for second place, this is a race to be the one challenger to Donald Trump in the Republican field. And by that stakes, I don't think there was any clear breakout. I thought that you know a number of people did things well. I think. Uh, uh certainly Chris Christie had a moment Mike Pence had a moment Nikki Haley had a moment and Vivek Ramaswamy of course I think uh was sort of the, the 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 man in the uh in the lights most of the night he was he was firing it off and and taking a lot of incoming too so it was a spirited evening i thought the the significance of it was that here you have uh, all of these Republican candidates, eight of them last night, uh, who want to be uh, to go head to head with Donald Trump. Now, obviously, uh, Trump has a huge lead uh, in the polls, and as much as forty points in some cases. Mm-hmm. So, it's, this may not be a great honor to be uh, to be second to Donald Trump because at some point you're either going to have to beat him or he's going to beat you. And he's got a huge advantage. So I look, I thought that, uh, Ron DeSantis was fine, but I, I DeSantis is is something of a mystery. I mean, he's just, you know, come out of the gate was going to be the one and has just had nothing but a decline almost ever since, uh, coming up on what, six, seven months now. So, uh, His performance was okay, but I don't think it changed the dynamics of the race. And I think so. We we go forward with Trump still in a commanding lead and others trying to be the one who will go against him.
0: Now, do you think for the next debate, uh, some are not going to make it? I mean, it's a higher criteria. Do you see, you know, Asa Hutchinson, some of these others who just inked it out on the first one, are they going to make it to the second I one? I don't think
1: Hutchinson and I don't think Vivek uh, is going to make it. Yeah. What, and, what's well, the next
0: bar? I don't even I need... think he'll make it to the next. It's 3%. This one was 1% in a couple polls. Now for the next one on September 27th, it's 3% and you have to have more individual donors.
1: Well, let's have Michael. Michael, you, uh, you, you tell us your view. Well, look. I I agree that uh, raising the threshold that way will knock off at least. I would think the two the two end runs there: uh, the North Dakota governor and uh, Asa Hutchinson. And maybe others. I mean, we'll have to see. But I, I think generally the idea of raising the bar is a good thing because it it focuses the debate. It allows it, it requires the candidates to meet these uh, thresholds so that when you get the exposure of the debate, you're really ready mm-hmm. and you have a real chance of winning. And I think that's the key here. I I think if the Republicans remember a couple of uh, in Donald Trump's first go around 2017, 2016, what there was something like 16 or 17 yeah, candidates. Two stages. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, last night there were eight, I suspect there will be six or perhaps even five at the next debate.
0: Yeah. I think so. And everybody, we're talking to Michael Goodwin of The New York Post. uh, Judge Weinberg. Michael, I want to ask you your opinion.
1: Everybody said they understood why Trump didn't show up, because why become the pinata and everybody attacking him? And he doesn't need anyway because he's 40 points ahead. But hasn't he established a precedent in some way to give Biden an excuse for not going into a debate on a presidential Democrat versus Republican candidacy? What do you think?
0: And by the way, the DNC also just came out. I don't know if you saw this. Um yesterday the DNC had a press conference and they kind of alluded that maybe he may not do a debate, period. Uh Biden I'm talking right. about. So you right, disservice. it opens the door, right? Ma- Michael, don't you think that's a disservice to this country?
1: Uh that would be in the general election. I think that uh I, I don't think there's any equivalency between Trump skipping this one and Biden skipping a general election because there are going to be how many uh, Republican debates and forums, whereas there will only be at most three uh, presidential debates uh, involving both both candidates, and maybe only two or even one. So I think that skipping that, using this as an as an excuse to skip that, is Biden once again wishing to go back to. Uh, the uh, 2020 and uh, hide in the basement, it seems to me, I I don't think I I don't think any excuse is going to wash for skipping a presidential debate. But, of course, if he is the candidate and I still have my doubts that Joe Biden will be the candidate, um, I think there'll be a lot of pressure on him to debate Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I, uh, Michael Goodwin, uh, Governor Patterson has a question for you.
1: Well, Michael Answered it before I get asked it. What do they say in court? Asked and answered. I was going to say to him, <laughs> "That's correct. That's that, correct." That, that I did not think there's any way that President Biden could go and not debate in uh, in in 2024. Uh, d- the same way uh, Jimmy Carter tried that in 1980, mm-hmm. and it backfired on him. Look, I think it has now become something of a tradition that there be presidential debates in the fall. And so you're right governor that that to back out, I think, would bring a lot of you and cry, and it would I think cause a lot of people to consider changing their vote, not everyone, of course, but I think there would be a real risk. You're not likely to win any votes by not debating. They, so you're almost certain to lose some. So if, if this is shaping up to be a close election, uh, if it is a rematch between Biden and Trump, which most of the country doesn't want, but right now that's where we're headed. They used to dangle the money over your head. It was the matching funds from the presidential fund. You had to debate. And now I don't, I don't think people care about that money anymore. I think it's insignificant to the campaigns. That's right. It uh, used to be something like $75 million. Now that's insignificant. That's a a super (laughs) PAC. Isn't that amazing? $75 million It's a super PAC. Yeah, isn't
0: that amazing? Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to put on, that's supposed to be largely for your convention costs and things to that order that give, give both parties something of an equal footing on that one event and on all of the other housekeeping issues for putting on a convention, et cetera. But uh look it it's uh it's a very strange very strange time we live in uh there seems to be a lot in play of course president trump has all these legal issues uh being arraigned today i guess soon in uh in georgia uh president biden with his obvious health issues and uh so a lot of a lot of things in play and i don't think we've seen the last shoe drop yet
0: all right. Well, wow. Thank you very much, Michael Goodwin. We love and appreciate your perspective so very much. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, John.